to the Prophecy Club. My son, Sean, called and asked me to make a program giving people my testimony, how I got into studying Bible prophecy. So there you go. (laughs) So here I go. So my story is I was raised in a Christian home. I did not have a choice. Every Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Wednesday evening, get ready. It's time to go to church. I remember asking one time, Mom, do we always have to go to church? Yes, son, get dressed. (laughs) And it was at the age of nine. I remember it was at the Tom Hansen building. (laughs) I can't believe I'm telling everybody this. In Odessa, Texas, I was nine years old. It was a Wednesday night, and the church had had a church split, and my parents went off with the other people. And part of the church split, and this was just meeting in this guy's building. And all of a sudden, the curtains were pulled back. As a nine-year-old, I could see that I was a sinner in need of a Savior. That Sunday morning, I accepted Jesus. That Sunday evening, we went out to the Pacific Road. I can't believe I remember all this. The Pacific Road Christian Church, and I was baptized. And I did not know. No one ever told me. But when I came up out of the water... I felt a warmth and a love in my heart that I had never felt before. And every time I got water baptized, I still to this day get it every time I get water baptized. And, of course, now I've been baptized, I don't know, 15 times maybe, but it's very wonderful. So how did I get started in Bible prophecy? Well, I do recall from time to time hearing my mom and dad talk about Bible prophecy, but it was really never brought up to me. But it was introduced to me in 1977. I was out selling heat and smoke detectors door to door, and I knocked on this guy's door and asked him if he would watch my little film on home fire safety. The result, of course, was him buying a set of heat and smoke detectors for his home. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. He said, I will watch your film on fire safety at the end if you listen to my story. And I thought, that's good to me because I'm five-time national sales champion and you're sold (laughs) Sorry, I was just an arrogant, young, stupid little child at the time. Uh, but th- I was, I was what, uh, 19 years old at the time? So anyway, uh, he watched the film at the end. He didn't buy, but he began to try to lead me to the Lord. And of course, I was quoting verses back to him I knew about the Lord. Didn't mean I was walking with him at the time, and I wasn't too much. But he handed me a tape by Pastor Jack Hiles, out of the Hammond, Indiana Baptist Church. I can't believe I remember all these details. And I began listening to it, and it was a story of him telling about uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39, about how there's going to be a time when the birds are going to take seven months to eat the people killed in this one battle. I was hooked. I thought, man, I grew up in church. I didn't really understand that the Bible foretold the future. So anyway, I was hooked. I began devouring the prophecies in the Bible. So when I first started studying Bible prophecy, one of the things I began studying was about Revelation 18. I certainly thought that this was talking about America. It had to be talking about America. So I wrote up about a two-page, I guess you'd call it a dissertation, about all the reasons why I thought Revelation 18 had to be talking about America. And I had it in my hand. Uh, To this day, I don't know why and how this all happened outside of just God. So anyway, I walked out of my front door, and there was this lady across the street I'd never seen before walking out to get into her car, as I was walking out to get into my car. And I said, are you a Christian? 
And she jerked and looked up at me, and she smiled real big, and she says, why, yes. And I said, are you interested in prophecy? She said, why, yes. <laughs> I said, okay, well, I've been doing some studying, and I think that this is talking about America. Would you mind reading it and give me your opinion? She said, I'd be delighted. She took the papers, got in her car, she drove off, and I did too. Well, that evening, I came in, and <laughs> I barely got out of the car, and Leslie says, what did you do? I'm thinking, oh, no. What did I do? <laughs> what did I do? So Leslie says, uh, it has spread all over the neighborhood. Everybody wants you to hold a Bible study. They want you to teach them all about this Bible prophecy. I said, really? So, yes, every Friday night we started a Bible study, and it started at 7 o'clock, and it was supposed to be over at 10, but Leslie got tired of it when we had to kick him out of the house, and it was at midnight, and it even got to where some of them were even spending the night. So we said, no, 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 we can't, we can't do this. But we learned a lot in that Bible study. Looking back now, I think that that was primarily done for Stan and Leslie for us to learn the Bible. So that's where we started learning the Bible. And in the process, that's where we heard about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and get filled with the Holy Spirit and then got hooked up with a full gospel businessman. Now let me tell you about that. Soon I was back in church, and I was actually teaching a class on Bible prophecy. December 7th, 1987, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. That's a long story we'll skip for right now, but that's an awesome story. The next month, I attended my very first meeting of the Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship in Lawrence, Kansas. The famous evangelist Charles Doss was there speaking. He would get up and play his accordion and give his testimony directly. He pointed to a lady like pretty close to the second row there and said, if you'll let me pray for you at the end, God is going to heal your kidneys. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Can you do that? <laughs> because having been raised in like a, a Baptist type uh, church, you know, I, I'd never seen that. So he went on and telling his testimony and playing his accordion and singing and testimony and according and singing. And directly he stopped, did that with another one. I thought, oh, okay, I got to test this out. So at the end, I and I turned over to my wife and I said, do you suppose that God could ever use a guy as arrogant as me in the ministry. Well, apparently God heard that. So at the end, I walked up, and I was about to ask for him to pray for my bad back, because my back was always hurting. He grabbed both hands, put them up in the ear, said, Son, put your hands up. The Lord has a special double blessing for you, a double anointing. You're going to be a soul winner, a fisher of men. You are going to save thousands upon thousands and the Lord wants you to know that all of your sins have been forgiven. But come to find out, apparently, they weren't. But anyway, about 30 days later, I was introduced to Demetri Dudeman. And a few months later, I was introduced to Henry Groover, then Ron White, and my life was never going to be the same. Then about 30 days later, I was introduced to Demetri Dudeman. And I wrote him, somebody handed me a tape. Matter of fact, here's how it happened. After I had been teaching a class in Bible prophecy at church, after it was over, one of the ladies walked up and handed me an audio tape. I think you'll be interested in this. It was Demetri Dudeman giving his testimony. And, of course, I had already been teaching that Revelation 18 had to be America. And here's a guy that confirms it. So I wrote him a letter and asked him if he would come and speak to the Full Gospel Businessmen in Lawrence, Kansas. Now, I'm thinking that he's going to come and give a one-hour talk. 
Well, he writes back and says, yeah, I'll come for two weeks. I thought, two weeks? What am I going to do with this guy for two weeks? But by the time he arrived there, God had arranged to fill his schedule. He talked at like six or seven different churches, six or seven different uh, radio stations and a TV station. He later said it was the busiest two weeks of his life. Shortly after that, I was also handed a tape of Henry Groover. And Henry Groover was telling about how he had met Ron Wyatt out walking and praying. So who's Henry Groover? Well, this is the guy that was going to be with the Lord now, but he would get a map and systematically walk up and down every street in the city, praying aloud, praying in the Spirit, pulling down strongholds, loosening the angels to do warfare. When he was done praying over the city, many times he would go up to a high point and lift his hands and reclaim the city for God, and a lot of times revival would break out. He had many, many amazing stories of how God protected him and answered his prayers, and he was also shown a vision of America being attacked from the oceans, just like Dimitri Dudeman, which, by the way, let, let me back up to Dimitri and tell you a little bit about his testimony. So Dimitri was a Romanian pastor, and for some 30 years, he smuggled Bibles into Romania and Russia. He was finally arrested. They put him through five months of torture, trying to get him to tell how he got the Bible smuggled through. Finally, they put him on the electric chair twice and tried to kill him, couldn't kill him. As the electricity was going through his body, the whole room lit up with white light, and the angel Gabriel showed up in his room. And he said, you're not going to die. Plead the blood of Jesus. So he started saying, Sengelulusus, Sengelulusus, which is Romanian for the blood of Jesus. And they couldn't kill him. The angel came to him again, told him the year, month, day, and hour he would be exiled to America, July 22nd, 1984, 10 o'clock in the morning. Exactly as the angel said, he was on the airplane, backing up from the gangway, and they're heading to America. He arrived in America. The angel came to him again and said, get beside me. Showed him California, Las Vegas, New York, and Florida. He said, do you see what I've shown you? This is Sodom and Gomorrah, and one day it will burn. He said, how will it burn? America is so powerful. He said, the fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America, started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government, the government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two other countries will attack and defeat America, and one day America will burn. Then God will raise up China and Japan and many other nations. They'll go against the Russians and defeat the Russians and back the Russians to the gates of Paris where they sign a peace treaty. But they make the Russians their leader. Under the leadership of the Russians, all the world goes down to attack little Israel. Shortly after that, I was introduced to Henry Groover. Henry Groover, one of his, while he was out walking and praying, he was shown a vision. December 14, 1986, and I'm going to skip through and get right to the point. All of a sudden, I was above the earth, looking down on the earth like a globe. As I looked down on the earth, I saw massive amounts of ships and airplanes coming out of this inlet above Norway. They headed down between the United States and Europe, covering the whole Atlantic. I looked over the globe of the United States, and I saw coming out these radio communication towers. He later identified them as cell towers, but of course they, they, they weren't there in 1986. He said, I saw jagged lines like they draw to show the communications were coming out. All of a sudden, as I was looking down, and they began to sprinkle down on the earth like dust. And I thought, oh no, oh no, they're not getting through. They're, they're not getting through. They don't know what is happening. They're totally oblivious. Then I began to see submarines emerging from under the surface. 
They were in our territorial waters. I saw missiles come out and hit eastern and western coastal cities of the United States. I cried out and I said, Oh God, oh God, when will this be and what will be the sign of its coming? I heard an audible voice speak from behind me and say, When Russia opens her doors and lets the masses go, the free world will occupy themselves with transporting, housing, feeding, and caring for the masses and will let down their weapons and cry peace and safety. Then sudden destruction will come. Then is when it will come. Shortly after that, I met Ron Wyatt. Same thing. Someone handed me an audio tape. I invited him to come and speak. He stayed in our home. I got to really know him, as I had with Dimitri and Henry. This is the guy that discovered Noah's Ark, the Ark of the Covenant, and many other amazing archaeological discoveries that God has put in the earth to refute the Antichrist in the last days. Looking back, I think that God showed Leslie and I that, so that one of these days, when we're in one of those sports stadiums, we can give a testimony that, yes, I have walked on Noah's Ark. I have been there. I've seen the hole that was core drilled into the side of it, of which they brought out petrified animal droppings and also petrified hair. And I was there when the rivet was found there at Noah's Ark, many of the other things proving that this is really Noah's Ark. We also went to the crossing site of the Red Sea. I've stood next to the red granite pillar that verifies the exit point of the Red Sea. I have been to Jesus' tomb. I've seen the archaeological evidence, including the iron spike that sealed the tomb closed when the big stone door 12 foot across was rolled in place. I've been to the place where Korah, Dathan, and Abiram's rebellion took place. I've been to the place where Moses struck the rock and water came out. I've been inside of what we believe archaeologically is the tomb of Jesus. I have a piece of Noah's Ark. I have been to Sodom and Gomorrah, and I have a shoebox full of sulfur balls ranging from marble size all the way up to baseball size, and they are apparently found no other place on earth except Sodom and Gomorrah. I have been inside of Zedekiah's cave where Ron Wyatt said that all, the whole group was standing within a stone's throw of where the Ark of the Covenant is at that very time and is still to this day. All of this, I believe, is so that one day we can give reason saying, yes, you can verify, we can testify to the fact that the Bible is really true. So in June of 1993, a local radio station manager called and asked if I would start a local radio program on Bible prophecy. We had a meeting in August and a second meeting in January 1984. I remember that night. It was Henry Groover speaking. I was shocked to find the 125 people attended a meeting on Bible prophecy in Topeka, Kansas. I recall going out to the car that night to get something out of the car. I ran across the parking lot. I looked up into the night sky and said, Lord, this is what I want to do for a living. Eight months later, I had resigned my job, a good job, to go full-time into the ministry of the Prophecy Club. The next day, a pastor prophesied, because you have chosen the role of a prophet, you will receive a prophet's reward. By 1999, Prophecy Club was the second largest prophecy ministry in America. I believe that God has prepared us to do many things very powerful in the future. For example, December 16th of 2002, as I was drifting up to sleep, I said, Lord, I just want to say that I love you more than my wife, more than my children, more than my life, more than the very beat of my own heart. And in the night, that was the first time that I heard the audible voice of God speak to me. And I heard, I'm giving you part of the harvest from the seeds sown by Billy Graham. 
Then a sword appeared in my hand, very light and sharp, held it with two hands. I could swing it in any direction. And a piece of paper, two foot by two foot, appeared up and to the right of me. And I took the sword and cut off about a third of the paper. And I believe it's saying that God is going to give me about the third the number of souls that he gave Billy Graham. In 1982, a part-time pastor and a full-time oil man by the name of Hayseed Stevens was invited to go to Israel to meet Menachem Begin. While he was over there, he said the Lord spoke to his heart and said the world's largest oil field is located at the southwest end of the Dead Sea. He said, well, if that's true, it's got to be in the Bible. Researching, he found 17 scriptures in the Bible that says in the last days, massive amounts of oil will be found in Israel. And we put him on a speaking tour in 1998, and that blew life into his vision to find oil in Israel. But in 2003, he fell dead of a heart attack, and things hasn't gone too well for the company. So in 2007, his former attorney called me and asked if I would start a new company to continue the vision to find oil in Israel. My exact response was, well, thanks, but no thanks. My plate is full. I'll pray about it, but probably not. So that night, this was my prayer. Lord, you know I don't have any extra $5,000 laying around to start some oil corporation, so if you want me to do this, send the money. I mean, I thought that's a reasonable prayer. Well, the next day, a lady called the office, one talked to me. I returned a call. Thank you for calling. The reason I asked you to call is because two nights ago, God woke me up in the middle of the night, told me to give you $30,000 to continue the vision to find oil in Israel. My exact response was, well, fine. She said, what? <laughs> so I told her what was going on. She sent the $30,000. We started Prophetic Oil. So then they set up an 18-city speaking tour from Beaumont, Texas, all the way up into Minneapolis. On June the 14th of 2008, after I spoke in Amarillo, as I prayed before I went to bed that night, as I do every night, I said, Lord, I hope you're pleased with what we're doing because it's not going so good. Spending $3,500 per city and not many people showing up, not many people getting saved. And that night I heard an audible voice. And it spoke to me and said, Stan, I will give you the money to drill the well in Israel. And I said, the oil well? <laughs> but there was no answer. <laughs> See, he's like, son, that's all I'm going to say. When I was in the training business where I taught sales courses, management courses, public speaking courses, things like that, uh, everybody saw me as the guy that they wanted to recruit. So I was constantly being barraged with this get-rich-quick scheme and Boy, we'll take you on to this company, and we'll really... So I had a big target on my chest. So I had just avoided all of these get-rich-quick schemes, but after that, I decided, okay, maybe I need to open up my ears and maybe listen to some of these. Well, shortly after that, God arranged to get me into a deal, and that's all I can tell you about it. I'm, I'm literally under a non-disclosure agreement. And But nevertheless, when this comes through, I believe it will give us the money to go and drill the well in Israel. Now, what do I want to do in Israel? 513 of 2012, I had a dream. I dreamed that I was at an old, rusty oil drilling operation near a small river. And I jumped up on this big four foot by like four foot by six foot chunk of concrete that, of course, they mount the drilling rig and all that sort of stuff on. I mean, I grew up out in the West Texas in the oil patch, so, I mean, I've been around a lot of those. I used to play on them when I was a kid. Anyway, I jumped up on this big concrete block, and I pointed down into the, the earth, and I said, 
there's oil coming going to come out of there. And about that time, there was a really, really deep earthquake. You could barely hear it and barely feel it. It was You could tell it was like really, really deep. And then moments later, there was about oh, six to eight, maybe ten of these spouts where they were old dry wells that all of a sudden now oil had flowed into the formation. The oil shot up into the air about 15 to 25 feet, and then it fell back to the earth. And immediately I turned to my friend behind me, which represents the supporters that are in prophetic oil. And I said, oil just flowed into that formation. We've got to go and get this reserved as our area to drill in before someone else finds out. Immediately papers appeared into my hand and I was off to Israel to get permission to drill there. Now, my plan is that when this money comes through, I want to take several people. Uh, obviously Leslie and probably Bree Keaton, some of the people that are, that are really prayer warriors, take them over to Israel, and there's three places I want to pray over. I want to pray in northern, central, and then a southern location. Obviously, southern location would be the southwest end of the Dead Sea. And I believe that when we are praying over those places and prophesying that oil is going to come forth in this area, that at one of them, probably literally, there will be a deep earthquake and that oil will be allowed to flow into that front formation. And then all of a sudden, oil is going to be there in Israel. I don't think that it's going to be just a big giant oil well alone. I think it's going to be supernaturally provided to Israel. But yes, we also have plans to get, well, I've got one person that when this thing happens has uh, committed to give us give. Uh, prophetic oil for drilling rigs. Another lady is committed to one, and another man, uh, another very close supporter of the ministry, is committed to give another drilling rig. So that's six rigs that we want to take to Israel. All right, now, since I believe that I have the scripture that tells me where it is located, and another series of scriptures, of course, I haven't released this information, that tells me how deep to drill. In addition to that, as October the 28th of 2001, Leslie had a dream and she was shown where the oil flows underneath Israel. So we have a real good idea of where to drill. So what I want to do is order these six drilling rigs. Maybe we can buy some already purchased, but we need ones that are going to drill down to in the ballpark of like 40,000 feet. Why? Well, because I know that that's <laughs> how deep the oil is over there. It's really, really deep, and I've covered this with other DVDs, so I won't cover this today, but anyway, so when we hit oil in Israel, now every time I say that, I get to give you a disclaimer, cannot guarantee we're ever going to get the money or drill for or hit oil in Israel. Once we hit the oil, then what I want to do is go to Israel and say, I'd like for you to give me a plot of land to begin to bring back Christians and Jews from around the world. I want to build the land of unwalled villages. Ezekiel 38.11 says, and this is in substance, the land of unwalled villages to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls, having neither bars nor gates, the desolate places that are now inhabited upon the people that are gathered out of the nations, that's the Christians and Jews that God sends back to Israel, which have gotten cattle and goods and dwell in the midst of the land. And as a confirmation, Maurice Scalar uh, came down to the DFW area, and we took him out to eat. And as we're eating, he all of a sudden says, Lord, and the anointing hit him, and he began to prophesy. 
And God showed him that there is an area south and east of Israel that God is going to give us, and it's going to be a place to build the land of unwalled villages. I mean, he confirmed it, and he says, I even see it in the vision. I see where it is. And I'll just tell you, it's it's down in the area of Petra and on south and east of Petra, down in there. And yes, I know that that's not exactly Israeli territory yet, but I believe that Israel will be victorious in World War III and get back all of our land from the Euphrates to the Nile. And, of course, that's a lot of desert area. Who would want to live there? But the Bible says that the desert is going to blossom like a rose. So what do we do? We send people out there anointing the place with oil and releasing the sins from the area and bringing down blessings and casting out the devils. And then when the curses are gone, then God will send the rain and it'll be a very prosperous area. You remember in the days of Lot, it was all wonderfully, it was was a very plush green valley at the southwest end of the Dead Sea. But it's not now. However, God and the prophecies say it will come to pass. I was just told that we now have nine big Berkeys, six royal Berkeys, four imperial Berkeys, and two crown Berkeys, and most of the time, everyone is out of stock. We have them in stock. I was also told we now have 70 bottles of potassium iodate pills left, and we're not going to be able to get any more that we know of. $25 a bottle or 10 for two twenty-five. prophecyclub.com at prophecyclub.com. Prophet Leslie's book, Snake in the House, is talking about the compromise in the body of Christ. An evil snake has intruded into the church. The serpent is coiled in the church, hiding in the weeds of compromise, just waiting to attack and kill one after another of the body of Christ. The snake is waiting to sink its fangs into its prey, analyzing with a slow release of poisonous false doctrine. If you believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, then this book is a must-read for you. A lying, deceitful, and horrific spirit may be operating in your church. This book will reveal the plans of the devil for the unaware, spirit-filled Christians. So, what is the Kundalini spirit? What are the manifestations of lying signs and wonders? What are the false religions allowed in the church? What is wrong with yoga? And what does Hinduism have to do with the Christian church? And what is wrong with contemplative and centering prayer? What do I do if I have been exposed to the deceptive kundalini spirit? One for 20, but don't do that. We offer them a shrink wrap sets of 10. One set of 10 for 30, two sets of 10 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. Prophet Leslie Johnson has a new book called Shekinah, Not Right, exposing the lie of the Shekinah glory. She says, an invitation for the majestic presence or manifestation of a fallen angel called Shekinah has entered the church, unbeknownst to many innocent believers in the body of Christ. This presence of this powerful, seductive, demonic spirit presents a lie that looks so tempting to many Christians. While sneaking into our worship, Satan sends the lying, mystical manifestation called Shekinah glory causing the worshipers to feel as if they have entered into a higher dimension of communication with the Lord. After reading her book, you'll be aware of this deception and understand that Shekinah is actually a fallen angel, a demonic presence that is even more subtle and more powerful than those demons that routinely attack us day to day. 
she kind of not right. 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. Leslie and I went through four classes in Grasse, France at two of the greatest perfumeries in the world. Leslie made a perfume, and it's called Virtuous, and it is absolutely awesome. It is the best scent I've ever smelled in my life, any place, anywhere. I want to stick it on Q-tips and stick it up my nostrils. It is so good. And we put it together for a Mother's Day package. You're going to get Leslie's Virtuous Perfume in a brand new beautiful bottle, her book, More Than a Ruby and DVD, and a rose pen and a silk rose, and 10 milliliters of Leslie's Perfect Touch Anointing Oil. Six items valued at $162, all for a gift of just $100. And if you order it by May 3rd, you'll receive it by Mother's Day, a great Mother's Day gift. That's Leslie's Mother's Day gift at prophecyclub.com. Leslie's Mother's Day gift at prophecyclub.com. This is the best deal we've ever offered at the Prophecy Club. You get 10 How Pre-Trib 1, 10 Tribulation Secrets in Daniel, 10 Miss the Mark, 5 God's Warning to America, 5 Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, 40 books, gift of $100 at prophecyclub.com. Terry Sock of Cornerstone Asset Metals is a prophecy student, reads his King James Bible, and wants to help Prophecy Club win souls even if it means he loses money, I think. That's the right attitude. When someone values winning souls more than making money, and he's doing so by sponsoring Prophecy Club on radio. So, if you'd like to help win souls, the next time you need gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins, contact CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k, so just tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. Click like, share, and subscribe. 